Something uh, funny happened to me yesterday, actually. Go ahead. I was, at, I was in my office, and uh, Will and Stone, these are two Chinese students. This does not happen yesterday. You told us this story last us? Friday. Did I? Hello, I am your host, Samuel Hansen, and you are listening to Combinations and Permutations, episode 65, brought to you by AcmeScience.com. Finally back after a rather long thesis-induced podcasting vacation, Combinations and Permutations is back doing what it does best, talking about, talking about, talking about mathematics. Here we go. Hello and welcome to Combinations and Permutations, the mathematical podcast that comes to you for a at least a little bit longer, uh, the Las Vegas Valley area. Uh, and uh, we'll get on to why that, that might not be a true statement uh, pretty soon and in a little bit. But first, I'm going to introduce my guests. I have uh, Mr. Sean Brecklin. Hello. Mr. Brandon Metz. Hey. And a new guest who is not only not a mathematician, but also not a guy, <laughs> Jenny Whitmer. Howdy. <laughs> Yet the most manly of the greetings. <laughs> of all of that, that was by far the most manly. Now, uh, okay. It sounds so, like a game show. What happened? Like, <laughs> she's the usually, second female to be on this uh, to be on the show. Uh, let's see. No, well, there was the calculator episode way back when, which was with a bunch of people from the ed department. Oh, uh, uh, and then, but as far as that, there Aaron and Lee have both been on the show. Okay. And for Sorry, people who have no idea who these people are, go back and listen to the past catalog. Why in God's name would Aaron on here? <laughs> you need to go listen to the back catalog. Yeah. Clearly, you have not done. You yes. have not done your uh, your homework. Ah. Of well, listening like, well, to every episode, well, all sixty-four I, of them before the recording. Like I of this ever one. listened to any of them. <laughs> You're in like half of them. I, yeah, so I don't need to listen to them. I'm in all of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but you have to listen to them. I don't have to listen to them. I, I okay, exercise that right. Well, I, I'm sure, I'm sure people who listen to this at, will have noticed one thing about this podcast recently. There haven't been any new ones for oh. a long time, and and there's there's a reason for that. I have now officially passed my master's defense. It really wasn't well, much. One person is excited. <laughs> the one who's not well, from the department. What was really funny about it, it wasn't, uh, you know, as a, def- you weren't defending much because there wasn't a lot of offense. Like, they weren't like, they weren't attacking you at all. They just kind of looked at it. They kind of scanned there, made a couple of marks and then threw it, whatever. I was still let disappointed by the uh, C3 I mean, P0 did not show up. <laughs> I, it, and so I've I've been spending the last month or so getting the defense ready, getting the thesis ready, and now now that all of that has been taken care of, I should be able to come back and treat this once again like my full time job. Uh, and uh, but that that's just some reasons as to why there has not been a new episode. But 
it it did bring up an idea that I had that I've wanted to cover for a while, uh, and it really kind of brought it to the forefront in my uh, mind as as a topic for this show because I spent so much time doing it now over the past uh, month or so. And so our topic for today's show is uh, academic presentations. So giving talks uh, both to academic audiences like, say, thesis defense or at a conference or giving more general talks such as, you know, in front of an undergraduate audience or going to schools or things like that. And, and so we're going to be able to bring an outside perspective in because Lord knows that mathematical presentations are awful. <laughs> uh, and, and so and so that's that's what we're going to talk about. That's going to be our topic for uh, today's podcast. So uh, let's go to Brandon first. Why me? <laughs> because I think you have the least experience with this. With what? With presenting? I've presented at conferences. What are you talking about? You're not the only I, one here. I said the least experience. Not that you had none. Maybe Sean has the least experience. He's done it competitively. I didn't. Wait, whoa, there's competitiveness involved <laughs> we'll, we'll in this? Get, we'll get to this at some <laughs> point. Okay, so, so when you hear the idea of, of a talk or a presentation, what really kind of pops into your head with that? Oh, well. This is the most low-energy podcast ever. Like, I can't seem like I didn't do a weird introduction. I, wanna, I, I told you I needed coffee, but. I, I don't drink caffeine, Brandon. Well, whose fault Fuck is you. that? Fuck you. Fuck <laughs> you. Okay, if you want me to be awake, I need. You, you can force the energy all you want, Sam. <laughs> it doesn't work. It, seriously, it doesn't. Your listeners are smarter than this. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Well, the first thing I think about is uh, getting up there and just lecturing for the most part. Maybe maybe a few slides, you know, some pretty pictures every once in a while. But that's essentially with the presentations I give, they're math presentations. So, I mean, uh, like. I'm not, I'm not even necessarily talking about the presentation you give. Like, when I say the words, let's talk? do a free association, academic talk, what pops into your head? Conference. I, conference is the first thing that pops into my okay. head. Okay. What about you? you know, Ted, for some reason, popped into my head. Audience. Okay. Me? Boring. That's the first thing that pops into my head if someone says academic talk. Oh, well, the first thing, I mean, my first, depends on the talk. I mean, if I see a st- at least it's got an interesting topic or it sounds interesting, I'm like, hey, that could be cool. Like all the list of talks that's going to be going on next week with the, uh, was it? Oh, AMS yeah. Because uh, uh, UNLV, anyone in the UNLV or the Southwestern region who has any interest, the AMS section talk or Meeting. section conference is going to be uh, an. Uh, Las Vegas on the it's next Friday. Next Friday, which is the 29th. Yeah. So some of those look interesting, and I mean, I'm but I have a feeling that you know, well, I'm gonna get there, get into it a little bit, and about halfway through, I'm like, man, I'm bored out of my mind oh, because okay. that's when the topics just <laughs> you get the basic intro and then it goes woo. I mean, this this weird. So you think conferences? You think just TED? Well, that's uh, just what popped into yeah. my head. Oh no, 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 I know. TED talk and and, and Audience. So you could tell which ones of us are mathematicians and which ones of us people want to listen to. Uh, <laughs> the one person who thinks about the audience probably wanted to be uh, probably the kind that actually would ever get one. Okay. Uh, so, so talk a little bit about your experience doing talks then. Okay. Um, my, okay. So my experience, the first experience I gave giving talks, well, we've all given talks in high school and college and stuff. But my first real talk would have to be um, when I was in college and I was doing my mat. I'm sorry, my um, honors um, thesis for undergraduate. I had to present in order to get honors in the discipline. I had to present outside at a conference outside the university as well as defend. So I, I went to like I went to Gettysburg, 
and almost and we were almost late because there's a bunch of us who went. We were, I was almost late because we ended up in Maryland. We kind of like missed the Ooh, exit. That's yeah. I've it's been to sad Gettysburg. because there's four exits for Gettysburg. Yeah, I know. I've <laughs> driven on that road and many li- times. And I live like I live 45 minutes from Gettysburg. You think I'd know the area, but I don't. <laughs> I'm um, not going to make the obvious joke here. Well, actually, no, I, I take the, I'm going to make it. Did you have an address? Uh, no. Did you give it a Gettysburg. address? <laughs> oh in my gosh! Yeah. I can't believe. It. <laughs> How did you miss well, that? I, I was I wasn't <laughs> thinking about it. I was like, because I was also old. Oh, I have an address. No, I didn't. I knew where Gettysburg College was. <laughs> <laughs> but um, <laughs> but it, but we got there. It was it was it wasn't bad. It was. But then like my what happened was I was I was giving the talk and um, it was all well. You know, it's the first time I've ever given a talk at outside and like there was this one professor from another university. Who was like, who wasn't quite agreeing with the research that we were doing, that my and my advisor were doing on it. And like, my advisor wasn't there. So, like, the guy who's like the expert on this stuff, I'm like, she's asking all these questions that like I had never covered. I'm like, I'm like, lady, I have no idea. What are you asking me for? (laughs) I don't, I don't know. I don't, you know, this is how you've seen my research. This is what I've done. Further than that, I have not accomplished. I'm an undergraduate. What do you want? (laughs) I'm not, this isn't exactly a dissertation here. Give me a break, okay? Okay, and so you know that was my first, and I was just like, whatever. And all my other, all the other professors that were there from the college were like, yeah, that was inappropriate the way she was going off on you like that. And I'm just like, I know, but it was cool because <laughs> what's the cut of your jib? <laughs> I was, I think next time I'm at a talk, I'm going to ask that question. What is the cut of your jib? <laughs> and then when the after they answer, I'll be like, I like it. Oh, crickets. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah You'll hear nothing. I, I got some nods. No, yes, it doesn't yes. work very well. Those, those in, are actually those are actually people like you know that little almost falling asleep while you're sitting straight up thing. You just uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Sean. How about you? What what sort of experience have you had d- doing presentations? I've well, I've prevent uh, prevented. Yes, I've presented <laughs> a handful you, of posters at various. Uh, Undergrad. Well, there's that's, uh, that's something I've never done. What what so I, what posters? is actually involved in presenting a poster? I, the last time I presented a poster, I think it was my seventh grade science fair. <laughs> well, I had a well, I did one through the physics department. At Boo! Yes, low beat of me to even think of <laughs> getting experience that way. I apologize. Yeah, seriously, because but uh, it. So it really was, it was just a bunch of experiments and a bunch of pretty graphs that I plotted from the experiments, some bad analysis really is, and results. <laughs> and uh, so really there were a couple of different conferences. There was the uh, American Physical Society's 2009 meeting in Pittsburgh. And uh, yeah, yeah. really it was just me standing in front of my poster uh, trying to keep good posture and waiting for people to come by and not ask questions That's about it. That's essentially what they are. <laughs> <laughs> That's really how you defend a poster you, so, or you present a so, poster. Yeah, so in the second one I did was my my under, my senior thesis as an undergrad, and that was, uh, well, it wasn't the second. I presented that physics poster at a few places, but my uh, my undergrad senior thesis, pretty much the same thing, I, but I had people come by and ask really goofy, complete, like, Random questions that had nothing to do with my poster. <laughs> like my, my poster. Well, my well, poster. That, I did. Home. I did that at Math Fest in Pittsburgh uh, last summer. I just went up to random people and like, oh, you tell me a little bit about. No, just tell me other things. I was recording them for strongly oh, connected God. components. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there. I had my poster was on wavelets, and I had a guy come by and ask me. He's like, so, you know, I, I'm a psychologist and I do statistics. Can I use this? And I'm like, what? <laughs> What makes you think that he's like? Well, I see you. I see you have a sum. <laughs> and I'm 
what are you doing here? <laughs> this is why what? he's a psychologist. Yeah, he's like, I do stats in psychology, and I see you have some notation here. Is there any way I could use this math? Like, Wait, uh, where was this you don't understand it? Help? You can't use well, it. No, I mean, maybe is like a. I mean, maybe it's like frequency analysis or something. Maybe, but like that's... I mean, that's maybe a, neuropsychology, but not just normal old psychology. But definitely in, uh, yeah. definitely neuroscience, absolutely. But the, yeah, it's still like I, I was completely baffled. So you get these complete, just ridiculous questions. But uh, I did give, I gave a talk at the Wisconsin... Uh, oh yeah, this is the competitive one that Brandon oh, yeah. wanted to know about. <laughs> It was the Wisconsin Mathematical Modeling Competition. Uh, not enough M's. Oh, model. Okay, modeling as. Okay, I'm assuming the method. Because I get a funny picture here, like like a model, like a like a like no, a Mr. Universe his, for he, he really, like a Mr. Universe took, for mathematicians. He took out. He took I could out see his, Nathan over there, like guys. Like, he took <laughs> out. He took out his best pocket protector. No, I. Uh, he he used he used the black duct tape instead of the normal gray oh, because it was a formal situation. Mm. No, like, really, it was like it was like the George Costanza on a bear rug. <laughs> that's what, that that that's you know I struck a pose. You know, but no, it, what it was is they they got a bunch of uh, the University of Wisconsin schools together and decided, hey, you know, there's a there's a Midwest mathematical modeling competition, and there's a there's a few others, uh, really big ones, uh, really prestigious competitions that are su- that have super interesting problems, and people had like it's like a two-week thing and i think you sleep seven of the 14 nights uh it i mean it's a, it's an incredible experience and i wish i would have done it but it was my senior year but the, they did a miniature version of one which was overnight over a weekend and they gave us this it was a two you could pick from one of two problems and we uh one the problem that we did was like a you know, give a projection for the population diversity and uh, of the state of Wisconsin over the next 20 years. And so we used a bunch of census data and used the living shit out of Wolfram Alpha because Wolfram Alpha has, it, it was just very handy. True. And made all these goofy predictions about stuff and none of us knew a damn thing about economics. So we were just like, sure, everything's linear. Uh, <laughs> and we, what? We just, you, didn't even, you didn't even think to like do a modified Runga Kunta on it? Oh, no, no, no. No, what we did was... Uh, <laughs> We broke up the population into pieces, so we broke it up into an ODE, and it, it wasn't. I mean, it, it, it everything boiled down to one giant set of Malthusians, which are uh, just a solution to an ODE. But it, I mean, it really, it was predictions like, well, well what's the uh, what's so the what? But but what was the actual presentation oh, part? Good lord, that's yeah, that's well, what we're talking about here well, today. It, you know what was weird is because like the out of the groups that were there, may, there were maybe ten groups, and I think three of them knew what what they were supposed to do. So there, the, some of the talks were ridiculous. Like uh, they were just it was just three people that kind of got I think conned into going, and they were a little in over their heads, and they're like, well. We think that this is going to happen, and they had no data <laughs> of any kind, and they're just pointing at, you know, they just drew a picture. Like, we think Wisconsin's going to do this. I'm like, well, that's nice. Wow. We gave our talk. It was, we, there, I, it was on a team of three people, so we all had our own little piece there, and I gave a talk about how I t- made it abstract. I took all the numbers and put them into an ODE. Um, the uh, another guy did a bunch of uh, data fitting in MATLAB, and he showed all the code and how he did it. And it, it was mostly the professors just kind of sat there, and I think one of them fell asleep. Um, but <laughs> typical presentation. But yeah, like <laughs> it, they scored you on 
I don't know how good your presentation was, how uh, confident you were, all the goofy stuff like that. And it, man, uh, I'd be off the charts on the confidence scale. So well, you were the thing they were judging was the act, the presentation itself. Well, then? they they judged the well, they definitely presentation judged and your, the content. Yeah, okay. so yeah. the content was judged first, and based on the content, they kind of whether or not you were going to make it to the next round. Uh huh. And yeah, it was you know everyone that presented did not sleep the night before. So that kind of made it weird, uh, but it, it, I don't know. It, it was not a normal academic presentation. It was, it was definitely something else. <laughs> I don't feel as though I learned much. I learned more teaching than I did doing yeah. that. That was insanity. Uh, Jenny, how about you? Um, I've done a handful of presentations in my <coughs> career as a graduate student. Um, the first one I ever gave was on the sociology of literature. It was like at 8.30 in the morning, and so <clears throat> there were approximately four people in the audience. It's weird you have to approximate four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's sociology. <laughs> <laughs> you have to round to the next thought. Yeah. <laughs> four or five, something like that. It's um, approximately under a million. Yes. <laughs> somewhere <laughs> no, no. somewhere <laughs> in that area. <laughs> little O notation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, the guy who is the... I was doing my master's thesis, thesis which was on um, Charlotte Perkins Gilman. She's an early American sociologist. Uh, and the other guy, the guy who organized the the session, was doing something on sexuality in Don Quixote or something. <laughs> There's quite a bit. And, yeah. <laughs> to be from honest, what, there is from quite the way a bit. he put it. But he kept ta- like. He he didn't have any academic affiliation. He's just some guy who you know he. He paid his dues to how, the yeah, organization. How did that he sounds get like to the guy the that walks of he, a session. I guess he has money like that he gives to the Pacific Sociological reminds Association. Reminds me of that guy that walks around the math department with his cart. <laughs> I won't say any names, but you yeah, know yeah, there's, there's a guy about. with the cart, very annoying. Yeah, yeah, he just, yeah. but he's not like actually a part of the department. No, he has nothing oh, he to do he with takes us. Classes. He he sits in the classes, audits them till he can. He, he doesn't take them. He never really attends. He just like he like sort of writes notes about them and like. Give them to people that have no, for no real point. Okay, so back to the presentation. Yeah, continue. Yeah. It just, that's <laughs> what I thought of. But I, like, during, like, as, after the presentation, when he was, we were fielding the myriad of questions that came from these four people, um, <laughs> the, he started talking about, like, how he'll present his data, he'll present his, his papers on Don Quixote and sexuality at, like, gender conferences and with and to feminists and they'll be intimidated by him because of his raw mustachioed masculinity <laughs> this is hilarious like, Dude, these like... conferences, conferences <clears throat> sound so much it's more like, fun yeah like, the guy <laughs> looked like wilford brimley like no. <laughs> <laughs> wilford brimley with, with a box of just for men in like jet Diabetes, black Diabetes. yeah <laughs> Like, it's like, dude, nobody's intimidated <laughs> by you. You look like someone's grandpa. <laughs> like, you're just you not you want a, a good candy? scholar. <laughs> wow. But so based on was, how he looks, he's not a good scholar. <laughs> no, he just was a poor scholar. I mean, you listen to his presentation. It's It was just a bunch of, it was ridiculous. Bunch of gibberish. Yeah, <laughs> it was. So that was my first experience presenting. Um, they've They've been... They've been better since then. <laughs> that's, that's hilarious. Oh, <laughs> uh, the the first presentation I ever gave was awful. It was it was really bad. I it, the first time I presented was about nine months into well, no, not even six months or so into my master's work here. I took a trip down to Florida and presented at the 
40th Annual International Southwest or Southeastern International Conference what? on Combinatorics, Graph Theory, and Computing. That's like a 17-letter acronym. <laughs> I know. It's really long. Try Googling it. <laughs> it takes so really long because most of the first few words, the 40th Annual Southeastern International yeah. Conference. That's not going to do you any good. There's bound to be it. a lot of them. I was going to ask at what point does the autofill start working? It, not until after <laughs> you get through like combinatorics graph that it starts autofilling. It's weird that you would need a southeast. <laughs> because it takes, it's because it takes place in Florida. There's also the Midwestern Conference on Combinatorics, Computing, and Graph Theory or something like that. So I think that they just tossed southeast in there because they could. Yeah, they could just do the international, and that would, that would kind of cover for it. Because the Midwestern one doesn't also put international, even though it is international. It doesn't matter. You could say uh, an international. <laughs> uh, but that was also the second second conference. The first one I went to was actually the Midwestern one, uh, which was at Las Vegas. Don't know why. Las Vegas, not Midwestern. Uh, and and the one thing I noticed going through these and going like replaying in my head the awfulness that was that presentation was that these presentations were just bad. Like, all of them were bad. Research was fine. Research was actually interesting. But the presentation if they would have handed the me the paper, material. I would have actually been interested <clears throat> in it. But the, the presentations were just bad. They were masturbatory. I mean, for lack of any of these people were just going up to talk only to themselves because no one else in the audience was going to be able to figure out what the hell they were talking about in 10 minutes. It, it just wasn't going to happen. And that, that's something that at least I believe I took to heart. And then on the presentations I've given since, uh, if it's shorter than 30 minutes, I don't do a technical talk anymore. Was there anyone from a Japanese university there at the conference? I'm curious. Uh, at the no, one dude, in this Florida? Was, this, is this was from 09, and there was a bunch of breakout sessions. I didn't okay. get to meet everyone. Like I, when I was at the American Physical Society conference, there was a whole, uh, there was a whole lot of money uh, in Japan, put into materials research. So there was a whole lot of private and public Japanese uh, research groups there presenting stuff, and half of them had anime hair, and that blew me away. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm just walking around, I'm like, man, like I wish I could do that. Like I, I mean, really, that 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 takes some stones. Like it, it I mean, wearing a a sport jacket and like a nice crisp white shirt with collars popped. And the anime here—they're presenting like serious <laughs> academic research, and they look like they, they look like they're about to like level up. They—they <laughs> they look what they look like Goku in a suit. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> Maybe more Super Vegeta. Saiyan. I bet they look more like Vegeta. That no, that's probably right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so no, the get, shoulder get pads like, <laughs> plus five attack of ramen scattering <laughs> <laughs> so I mean it, that's when like since then I mean I've presented at the joint maths meeting at math fest and all these things and I don't do technical talks when they're short anymore there's just there's flat out not enough time and I think that that's something that mathematicians at least need to understand I don't know how it works in sociology because I, I think that us getting bogged down in our technicality is a little bit different than you guys getting bogged down in yours. Probably. Do you state a lot of theorems and don't give any proofs and not anywhere near enough time for anyone to even read everything that you're putting up? 
Um, I don't think we have theorems or proofs to present. <laughs> oh, well, damn it. <laughs> what do you we, present? Oh, we yeah. Have <laughs> what, what, why? This is funny. Like, we're like, yeah, like, what just, is there just to present? Say, what is, doesn't someone at the end just be like, well, you didn't prove anything. What was the point of the talk? What exactly is it you do here? You can't prove anything in sociology. You can't. So what is it that you you do? You can suggest. I feel like Dr. Cox from Scrubs. You can can show things. You You don't justify any... You can't prove anything because there's too many What um, sort of axiomatic system do you base all of this on? Um, (laughs) That's an excellent question, Sam. I'll have to get back to you on that. What do they do in that that field? I mean, if you're doing a quantitative presentation, which I'm more of a qualitative researcher. Yes, so. I, I know. It's because whenever I name drop my, my mathematical sociology yeah. people, you're like, who? <laughs> well, I mean, that, because you do mostly, you talk about mostly um, like, like social. Like the network theory. Yeah, social yeah. network. I mean, there's more than just network theory and sociology. There's I, a lot I of know, different I know. Theorists. I was making wait. a joke. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Since when? <laughs> Just to say, network theory did not start being a thing until like sixty something. I'm uh, playing. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm. I'm just saying. Like, I mean, there were. So I think there. No, there wasn't any sociology before the fifties. Never mind. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking. About. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh, now I gotta throw down. Wait, wasn't Frederick Douglass a sociologist? I was. I was gonna go for Karl Marx myself. Oh, but. Karl Marx is considered associate. We teach sociology, but he didn't consider himself a sociologist. I, d- I don't care if he considered if, himself anything. If you want to go for early sociologists, there's like Auguste Comte and um, Emile Durkheim and fucking Georg Durkheim. <laughs> Do not like Durkheim. Uh, but he was he was one of the early guys. Durkheim steamroller. <laughs> <laughs> this is an actual thing. I should not throw at you. Uh, <laughs> okay, uh, Here's so this, Sam. <laughs> yeah, th- thanks. Okay, so so we've all given talks. Like, what sort of things do you do you work on when you're trying to set up your presentation? Like, like when you're starting to to think about putting together a presentation, like, like how do you how do you feel that it that it should be structured and like the the ratios of the timings for the structuring? Anyone feel free to jump in. What do you mean by ratios of timings? What well, I mean like. Like fifty uh, percent intro and background okay, so how material. Do you break it up? How do you break up into? The yeah, I think it depends on your research. Like, it, what's more important, your results or the question? Yeah. So if the question is more important than the results, then you, well, I'm talking about yeah. your the work that you have personally done. I'm I'm asking for firsthand experience here. Oh well, not not math things. I'm not saying like there is no. there's a proof for the best thing. Like like we were just well, no, that's what I'm asking for more of a, a qualitative. Thing, right? Oh, well, then is that the right word there? Yeah, sure. Yeah. 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 Well, then this is clearly Jenny's area. No, no, well, it's not. Quality. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm kidding. All right. So, but no, this, like this it really is an awful episode. We are clearly out of practice. But if you told you I need giving caffeine. a giving a talk, it really depends on what's the most important aspect of what you want to get. So, across. for the talk that you've given, oh, how did you approach it? <laughs> This oh. is a personal question. Yeah, yeah. I'm not saying that there's an answer. Like, <clears throat> well, at I all. spent most of the time explaining my justifications for building a model a specific way. Okay. Because the model itself, not interesting, not complicated, not hard. So I had to sit down and think, like, well, when I when I communicate this, if I don't just if I just throw up some numbers, it doesn't it doesn't matter. I'd be like, well, we think it's this for these reasons. Well, that that's not really good, and and the, the the situation no. I had to give my talk under. So I had to explain, like, well, p- 
populations have been modeled this way. Populations have been partitioned in these methods. So I'm going to use these methods because apparently they've worked before, and then I'm going to see if they work predictively in the future. Okay. So that's how I did it. Hey, how about you? Um, it depends. Okay. <laughs> um, I've given uh, presentations in basic in all the major genres of sociological academic presentations. Um, when it comes to doing um, a qualitative one, uh, it's usually you give your you give the background, you give your introduction, your research questions. Why? What is the group I'm studying? Why am I studying it? Your methods. And then you really talk about some of the themes that are emerging from the data you've collected. And that's kind of the bulk of it. All right. Hmm. Well, the, the talk that I, <clears throat> when I gave, I guess, what my research was essentially, it was modeling. A, it was modeling of a space. And um, we, mo it, so most of it was. It's a lot of modeling. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it, was, it was mathematically modeling music. So stuff in music, more, spe more specifically, it doesn't matter. But um, we spent a lot of time, I spent a lot of time developing the model in the talk. Like I, I show for work from the ground up, like this is how the model is built and this is why. So it's all like, there's very few definitions. I mean, except like only when necessary, only when a definition was necessary. Like what am I talking about? What is, what is pitch class? What's a pitch class space? So we're, we, we just build up definitions there. And then, you know, if there's a theorem, you know, it just sort of happens to be that, um, you, uh, I just, I would just do the theorem proof, and that's, you know, that's about it. It was just very, it's very st more structured like a book, you know. You just going like that. I didn't really, as for presentation, I mean, wasn't too much thought put into it. Just like <laughs> you put it, it you put man, it down. It's man, like a thesis. Feels so weird it's to like me. a do thesis you, on a slide. Do you, do you know? Do you know how much thought and prep went into my uh, my thesis presentation? I can tell. Like, I mean, it's two of two of the people here, Sean and Brandon, were both uh, there uh, for my for my presentation. A lot of time was sunk into that presentation. Oh, I could tell because <laughs> you didn't. You were you were very. It was very well rehearsed. Yeah, and it was. Uh, you know. But I mean, the whole. I mean, I spent. It was about fifteen minutes on prior things, like fifteen minutes on background, and then I spent thirty minutes on on the results that I had. Now, I mean, it was. Sure, I tried to do as best I can because I mean it was dry mathematical content. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, I do graph theory, so I was able to put pictures up. Ooh, that, yeah, that, that was about its saving grace. But it, the the one I'd like to actually talk about in structuring, because this was this was the talk that was the most fun for me to do, was actually a, a series a, a talk that I gave on social network theory when I was in England. And and so I I taken a trip over to England for the Maths Jam conference. Get it out of your system, Brandon. Yell at me. It's crap. <laughs> we'll call it that. Why? Maths. He hates maths as Weird. a word. That's just a strange thing to hate. I don't like it. I don't know. I hate it, too. I, I really it's, do. It's, 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 just, it's, it's, it sounds stupid. It yeah. In Europe. It's, yeah, they're wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just, it's wrong. I mean, don't, no matter if they say it that way, they're just wrong about it. Do you know the Queen's Agreed. English? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, they have a monarchy, <laughs> and, yeah, and so well so while while actually it is they're having a wedding this weekend I believe is that right it's, yeah it's Kate like, Middleton and I don't Prince pay attention William to that. I don't pay attention to that crap late lady and listeners I mean put on your old bridesmaids dresses and watch the watch <clears> the wedding I mean be. crap in the most fecal of ways too. okay so I was I was over there for the conference and <laughs> then uh, my uh, collaborator Peter who I do the math maths podcast with. 
I uh, uh, set up set up a couple of talks for us to give, uh, and a couple of the talks were on social network theory. Now this is where I I've never actually done any research in social network theory. This is just kind of a pet love of mine. I read research articles and books about it all the time, and so I'm there talking about social network theory. But I have to write this talk uh, just based on readings I've done, and I have to write it as a talk structured for two people to give. One person what? who will not see it until a max of three days before the talk. Because Peter and I are giving these, these talks uh, together, and we're aiming them at undergraduate mathematical societies at universities in England. So this was a weird-ass talk to structure. Very, yeah. And so, I mean, I did, all, I did essentially what I tried to do for like the thesis talk. I tried to stick in as many fun pictures as I could. I took it. I stuck in some audio from an interview I'd conducted with Steven Strogatz. Oh. I put in uh, some movie, uh, a movie from a Ted conference. I cut up a Ted video uh, that was talking about social network theory. And so like, I just tried to put in, and I put in some like animations, like, like not like slide animation, but like actual animated, like I think it was, uh, it was a animated GIF of, of a social network being built. And, you know, trying to really engage them on it. And also, the most fun part, we stopped right in the middle of the talk and made them all stand up and participate in a game. Interesting. That was one of the more fun talks I've ever had. It definitely sounds like a very so fun what kind talk. Of, what kind of game yeah. was this? They have to, like, everyone hold so, hands. Uh, <laughs> no, no. So we, what we were trying to do is, is illustrate uh, the difference between a, a social network where you can only talk to your direct neighbors. So say in, in this case, we're sitting around in a circle here. I could talk to Jenny and Sean. Sean could talk to me and Brandon. If only you could just talk to and, those two. And then that's, that's <laughs> the way it went. And so, but I mean, there's more people here. And so what we did is we uh, gave them, uh, we made them line up in two lines and then we gave each line a word. So you made them play telephone. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> Essentially yes. telephone. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Uh, the first time. I and, was but, all- but but we but we only they only had one word, and so and what we were doing is we were timing them, to see how long it would take for both words to spread around the network, hmm. um, and then the next time we allowed on these lines you not only could talk to your direct neighbor you could also talk to the person who you could see across, so you could uh, spread it that way then which uh, you know should have sped it up a lot, it turns out that just like telephone everyone just screwed up the words and. Just yeah. awfully. I was always the one that did it. Like when we was in grade school, I always did it on purpose. Like, okay, so no, no, these people were not doing it on purpose. Guy. <laughs> they were, they were just really, really, really bad at this. I, but I mean, it, being able to toss those things in were was actually a lot of fun. And I wish that at academic talks you could get away with that. Why not? We should try that. I mean, I, I did it. Yeah. I, I was, I was giving a talk in my history of math class once, and I stopped to talk in the middle. I'll be like, just now, I need you stand up. We need to play a game. I literally dragged someone from the class up front, played a game with them, and then made them sit down because it illustrated something in my talk. Uh, but yeah, it, it, there's not, at least in the math talks, uh, there's not really any form of interactivity. One no, of my friends gave cookies out at one, at one of her presentations, but that's, that's like the <laughs> like most a, interactive thing I saw. Like, like at an actual conference? Yeah. Wow. Did it have anything I have to do yet with to even time. have the balls to try to push <laughs> she that. She was talking about uh I think the guy she was talking about a theorist and I think he was Jewish. So she handed out like 
Manischewitz cookies. <laughs> I don't. I don't think Manischewitz. Manischewitz is is an alcohol. Yeah, yeah. yes, it's a lot. Well, I mean, rum raisin is an ice cream. They were little so. cookies. They were little unleavened cookies. Oh, she okay. handed out. That's like kind of offensive in a way. So there's there's this Jewish That's guy. That's actually that, awesome. There's a Jewish guy that wrote this theorem. So I'm gonna hand out some matzo ball soup to anyone that wants it. Like. <laughs> I, that's like what a dick thing. I don't know. I mean, I bribed, I bribed everyone to come into my thesis presentation with paella and but lasagna. But see, that's the thing. In, yeah. in our department, it's expected to be there should be food. What about, well, no, they, you didn't bring refreshments. You didn't bring specific ethnic food that related to the theorists behind your talk. No, but like, I was really <laughs> I was paying homage. To, I was like, really tempting tempted to bring in some Iranian food, but because two of the members of my committee are Iranian. <laughs> How, uh, would, how did your how would your advisor take that? I no. don't know. <laughs> what about that? What about the girl that was from out of the department that was observing your talk? Was she from, what, what uh, department she from? was she from? Informatics. Yeah, because she looked like she did not want to be there. She was no, just like she, uh, uh, like her eyes were just kind of like. Oh no, she she, she had like no she problem. Like it. I talked I talked with her afterwards. She was totally. Why are we uh, talking about that? Like I was making a joke, and now we're talking about something we should not be talking your jokes about. Jokes aren't funny, yeah. so we, we hijacked <laughs> it. Yeah, we're we're trying to help you, Sam. Help us help you. No! <laughs> help us help you. Help us help you. Sam, how sure. are you feeling today? <laughs> I'm feeling very put upon. Good. So so what you're Work saying is... Work through that feeling. How does that make I, you feel? What Sam? I hear you saying... <laughs> Sam, what I hear you saying is that you feel put upon. Yes, that's that's actually exactly what As I As in said. put yes. upon. Okay, so from the, from the talks that you've all seen... Uh, what are some some things like? What are some of the negatives that that you've drawn? Like, what are some of the like the worst? And this this is just a free for all. You don't have to give explanations. Just what are the like the worst things that you've ever seen during presentations? She had a guy go into a diabetic coma. <coughs> That's that's actually interesting. <laughs> really? Horrible, yeah. but interesting. Yeah, yeah, that that's actually interesting. I'm talking about actual traits of presenters. Uh, well, the, like a personal trait or like the trait of the talk. Uh, trait of the talk, trait of how they're presenting the talk, anything like that. People that try to talk too fast but jumble over things. <laughs> like there was a, uh, there was a professor from. The what, did, what did I say? No examples. Just, just the oh. thing. Oh, yeah, well. yeah. So talking too quickly. Okay, we got one. Dull and bore, dull, boring. Just straight writing. Just nonstop. Don't even, don't acknowledge the the group or, just don't even turn around. Just straight up at the board. Just going, going, going. Um, like people who talk way past. The amount, the allotted amount of time. Oh hell no! <laughs> <laughs> Especially in like an hour-long um, like session where you have four people who need to present and they go on for like a half hour. Like the Carlos Mencia of academic presentations. <laughs> no, that would be if they go over and steal all their material from someone else <laughs> and, and they not use even, their real name. And, <laughs> and they're not even in the schedule to be there in the first place. <laughs> Ned, <laughs> just walk into the conference. Hey. Yeah, I'm up. Let me up. Give me some time. Okay, come on. Oh, oh. Hit me. I'm making a list here. Oh, okay. Um, let's see. Okay, I'll toss one in. Talking directly from slides. Yeah, that bothers me. Or just reading a paper. I know that people do that in different disciplines, really? but I think it's really dull. So uh, seventy-two dull. slides, forty minutes. Oh, that's kind of like someone I know. That's exactly like someone I hey. know, actually. 
A lot of those, a lot of the numbering on those slides are simply because I, I had... I wasn't talking about you. Oh, you oh. Thought, oh, oh, so why, why, why do you think it's you? Yeah. Because <laughs> I had a 45-minute talk that had 70 slides. Oh, that, I thought well, that was just a coincidence. Yeah, yeah that, but a lot of them were keeping the exact same words up there and just adding on pictures or evolving pictures. I was totally pictures. talking about you. <laughs> uh, also, I have given a 10-minute talk that had 65 slides in it. That's, that's and I had zero complaints. They yeah. were all pictures. Like there wasn't all, a single word on yeah. the slide. Uh, bad questions. Bad, irrelevant questions to the talker that distract the talker. So that's more of an audience... Participation uh, type thing. Audience etiquette. Especially when they're asking questions in order to talk about their own work, which yeah. I've, I've seen a lot. <coughs> that's pretty lame, too. Yeah. Yeah, that shameless self promotion. So, so Sam, what are the sociological aspects of graph theory? <laughs> well, actually, I can answer a lot of those. Well, I can. <laughs> so let me. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, so another another one from me. Uh, crap! I just had one, and now I oh, uh, assuming way too much uh, knowledge, knowledge from, the audience. On, from the audience. Yeah. We'll talk about a very specialized topic here. Now you all recall that. <laughs> To, uh, okay, so I'm, I'm going to talk about the Riemann zeta function. So you recall all of the papers written on it up until 2005, correct? Clearly. Yes. <laughs> well, we can go on. <laughs> or like a presentation that's a bad match for a session where it's just completely out of left field. Well, that's not, the pres- that's not the presenter's fault. That's more the organizer's yeah. fault. Yeah, but no, I mean, it could still go down. This is just oh, yeah. presentation negatives. So, uh, so wrong session. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that uh, I've been taught. I have been that person in so many <laughs> different talks because like I go a, to math conferences. Amidst all the uh, computer engineers. Okay. Yeah. Well, that <laughs> that that's just the GPSA. Yeah. Uh, no, I when I go to things like the joint mathematics meeting or the or math fest. I tend to give these weird talks. Like I, I'll give a talk on mathematical podcasting or I'll give a talk on the effect that the internet is having on the culture of mathematics. I give talks that, in other words, would work just fine in educational or perhaps even sociological yeah. conferences. But I am the weird, freaky person in all of these sessions because I get tossed into the, like the miscellaneous session, which are usually ed people. They're usually education people. But they're education people talking about very qual- uh, quantitative research about Ed. And then I go up and be like, well, did you know about the Polymath Project by Tim Gowers? <laughs> it's <laughs> this cool, massively collaborative thing. It's Yeah, well, it's, it was a decent... It was a good presentation. I thought it yeah, went well. Yeah, that's the 10-minute talk that has 70 slides. That, that number like just it. went up. Oh, yeah. Okay, 60 <laughs> slides. However, I mean, it's, a, it's a lot of slides, uh, but th- they're all pictures. Like, there's no content. Uh, so, but uh, okay, uh, too quiet. I think that people, people who cannot speak loudly enough at all. That and people who just like this. But this is just me. But like people who who don't prepare who don't prepare themselves. They don't look professional at all. They don't yeah. even look like they. They like have they, fucking anime hair. Yeah, they have anime hair. Well, for no, example, I think that's just a cultural thing. But like I, just, I, I, well, yeah. clearly it's cultural. Well, people who dress but, like sloppily. But like or people who don't like, even. But people who don't who won't even like take a shower before mm-hmm. they come to a presentation. If anything, please take a shower. Like I don't. There's they some people who don't research do that, to so. finish up right before. Yeah, <laughs> I mean clearly because the they gotta add it right in. It's I, just people who aren't ready, who aren't like who aren't like who. Aren't, I don't know. They're just not. 
they don't put off that air of authority on their topic, and that just like that. Kind of that is it. something that pisses. That is honestly my biggest pet peeve when it comes to I don't presentation. Like it. it's like, do you, going in and being like, "You have never given this presentation before. You made these slides and went through them, but you have never stood up even in front of a mirror yeah, and done this." Saying, exactly. If you, I big thing for me is you can tell. You can hear it in their voice. You can hear that kind of like. That when they're talking, yeah, they're not, they they have they, no they, idea, they have and also that means they have to look at their slides way more if they haven't I, I do, haven't prepared me. it. I'd much rather hear you be confident about your material than be nervous and you know about to pee your pants. Oh, okay, don't. so we now have a nice line. I'll toss this list up on the website over at acmescience.com uh, of of these bad things. Now, how about good things like? Things from the best presentations you've ever seen. Like, what have they managed to accomplish that these other presentations haven't? They've used lots of different ways to communicate. Usually, if it people like a, just a thoughtful presentation takes into account like the audience, like fully into account mm -hmm. the audience. So, like that, if that's if that hasn't happened, then the presentation is gonna have like the the presentation is gonna have people that complain about it. Okay, so when you say think of the audience, you mean like think of uh, the specific like right. knowledge that the people in the audience would have, right. or or think about how you're going to connect right. with them, or, or which way are you talking well, about? So, I mean, the the presenter has to ha be able to assume. Like, let's say it, it's at a research conference where yeah. it's lateral communication to his, his peers and peer, people just outside of his little network of researchers. Um, he can assume a certain level of information or a certain level of knowledge about a about a topic, but um, he so, can't give the same talk at, at yeah, the JMM for, because... I have a specific example. I was at a materials conference and every talk, every talk in this whole section of talks explained that there was some paper in Nature a couple of years ago that really got this one little offshoot area of material science cooking. Everyone really wanted to get into it. So the first five minutes of every talk was explaining that uh. stupid paper. And I'm like, well, no one cares. Everyone has seen this a hundred yeah, times. Yeah, but, so but, like, but there is also the problem then is that you don't know that the other person's going to talk about it. I mean, you have to be able to be flexible, and they probably should have shortened their sections on it. But if you've already prepared this yeah. talk, it's really hard to lose five minutes. Like, especially if they're like the 15 or 20-minute variety of talks. That means that you're going to be way under time. So, I mean, I can actually understand when people end up going over the same material that another, that another speaker has just because they don't have much of a choice at that point. You, you can't assume that everyone's going to talk about that paper. Oh, you got a point. But maybe, I, I guess that's contextual, though. So it depends on what you're researching. And if you've got a subsection where everyone is pretty much researching the subsector, so yeah. if it's really big, then maybe you can. Assume. Yeah, so, so I mean, mm -hmm. take, so like the ad level or the, the interests of the audience. One thing that I think is, is trying to somehow engage with the audience in bringing them in. Like I was talking about, you know, playing the games with the, the students when I was giving the social network theory talk. Uh, but some of the best talks have brought some sort of like personal information in. Uh, just to drag the audience, or at least a joke, something that is not just straight content, to kind of bring the audience into wanting to cheer you on in some way. Well, that depends on the subject matter completely. Well, how you do it depends on the subject matter, but needing to engage the audience does not. Right. And so I, I think you need to think about the audience not only as in, what material do they already know? What do I need to cover in background? Which is very important, but I also think you need to think of the audience as in they're out there and you need to actually uh, take into them. account 
that they are there and that they are listening to you. Like if I was at that materials conference and I was someone who wanted to spend five minutes on that, I probably would have spent a joke like, well, you're going to need to bear with me. You might not know this already. And then go into the slides that are already about that. Just acknowledge that, yes, we've already seen this, mm-hmm. but I'm still going to cover it because there, there's this small little section that from that paper that no one else has covered. And I think that, that that would be a decent way of dealing with that problem, at least. Anyone else have, have a positive, like something the best talks have done? Well, just being prepared has a lot to do with being prepared has a lot to do with it. I mean, a lot of the things we came up with on the the list of you know bad things to do or just have to deal with not being prepared. not being prepared. So if you like actually read through your presentation, know how long it is, know what you're supposed to say, like shower before you show up. I mean, that that covers like half the list right there. You know, you know <laughs> what I just wrote down? Well quaffed. Well quaffed. <laughs> I I seem to find that um. This is, this is a small thing, but, you know, be interested in, your re- in what you're presenting, mm-hmm. passionate about it. There's a lot of people out there doing research, and, like, some of the time, they don't even, you know, they, they've lost interest. They're just doing it because that's all they know. Oh, you know oh, what I, I mean? know. Well, I'm, I'm well so aware. Just like, I'm just doing it now because I've done it so long, and I don't like, want to change my ways. Like, but I they, have they no have interest. passion anymore. I have no interest or passion in the research that I published my thesis on anymore. I did when I was doing it, but that's a while ago. Like, I mean, it's yeah, been a while since I've done this. So I had to fake it. Like, I had to go back through it and get really excited about it again so that I could try to not just go up there and be like, okay, so the next thing I did was this. Because if you don't have that passion, it's going to be a really boring talk yeah. for everyone. Oh, yeah. If, if, the ta- if the speaker is not interested in the material they're presenting, no one is going to be interested. Exactly. Uh, my, uh, another big thing for me, eye contact. There is more than one per- – well, there is at least – one person in the audience, and there's probably more, and you should look at them. You should not look at your shoes. You should not stare at one person exclusively because that is creepy. <laughs> I always hate when you end up doing that. You're like, there's always that one oh, student. Oh, I never like, do wait, that. Like, yeah. one time you fall, like, once I fall, I'll fall into that, like, once I'm like, what the heck? And then I have to go look at everyone else because, like, <laughs> I get, you get, like, one, you get, like, one student that actually understands you. are like, yeah, you get it, right? Yeah, yeah, because they're, they're nodding. Yeah. Like, you're they're nodding. And, 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 like, yeah. you just, you look over at them every time you make a point you because want you them want to, the nod. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, thank God. Someone yeah. gets it. Because no one else in the class <laughs> yeah. gets a darn thing or, half the time. Or when you have the student who's always the student who asks questions. So you're <laughs> just so used to looking in their you're direction. Really like, okay, it. what's your question? Yeah. Yeah. Go on. So, yeah, you just look back over like, huh, huh? huh? But oh. at a talk, yeah. you should not be able to do that. Yeah. Because you you're not familiar with these people. Yeah, and, and uh, that, that was one thing at, at that GPSA conference uh, that we both did recently. Or the GPSA... What is it technically called? Oh, geez. I can't it, it remember. It's something to do with the grants they give you, right? Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it has this The student really... forum. The yes. graduate student forum. Did you ever yeah. receive that money, by the way? Yeah, I finally... I, <laughs> the GPSA finally really? got me my money. Yeah. Only five, six months late. I don't even know anymore. <laughs> it was money, a long time ago. The semester ago. was over before you got the money for the semester. <laughs> I, I, that trip was in November. I think I uh, got it this month. That, that's how mine was too. Uh, the first time they got it to me within like a yeah. week and a half, um, and so and so so there's this time and there is there was a person there actually there was a bunch of electrical and computer engineers who were uh, presenting in the session uh. that I was presenting in, and every single one of them just uh, stared down because there was judges. This was a judged competition, 
and they would only look at those two judges. They locked in on the two judges and they would not look them at, to the point where they would did not see the time did not see the timekeeper who was flashing up one minute left, you know, five minutes, three minutes, one minute left to them, and they all went over because they didn't even look to the side. Look to a person waving his hand on the other side Typical to the point engineers. where the judge said, well, I uh, said to the timekeeper, you should probably come over here. They're not looking at you. I'm like, no, you should have kept the timekeeper there and then docked points for anyone who did not see him. He was holding up you know, one minute for a good 20 seconds. There's no reason why in 20 seconds in a room with seven people in it, you should not be able to scan a person going, you know, raising his hand up and down with a sign in it. What what really, I mean, it seems really silly to me for it to have been a competition. I think that's to actually get people to show up. Because all we're requ- we're supposed to have to show up if they give us money, of course. But all they really require you to is to say you're going to show up, and then a lot <laughs> of people kind of bail out at the last second. And if that was not a competition, they would have maybe five to ten people end up showing up in the end. Uh-huh. Because I, if there wasn't the outside chance, actually, I knew for a fact I wasn't going to win this year. I went for the free food because I showed a video. Had a 10-minute talk, showed a seven-and-a-half-minute video. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it, you was, were, it was great. You were talking in the video. I was talking in the video. Oh, that is true. That, I guess it was a video of me and Peter talking. But still, I'm like, I gave them a short, short thing. and like, okay, and now I'm going to show you a video of, of this. And then just went and le- leaned against the wall. I cannot wait because we should be getting our uh, evaluation sheet sometime <laughs> soon. I cannot wait to see what they said about me mm-hmm. this year. Uh, okay. Uh, so there we go. Talked about bad and good in presentations. Uh, we're actually running pretty close to full time here. So uh, for someone who's about to go give a presentation, I would like you all to say either some words of encouragement or some words of advice. That's asking a lot, Sam. Advice, Brandon, you give out advice to anyone whether they want it or not. Well, I think if you haven't, if you're not really used to presenting, it's easy to kind of build it up in your head as a much bigger deal than it actually is. I think if you keep in mind that people probably aren't going to be asking you too many difficult questions, nobody's going to be, people are unlikely to be personally attacking you. So just. It's a mental game. Just yeah. It, so unless just you're show. Brandon, yeah. At which point they will. <laughs> unless you. I didn't yeah. attack you during your defense. <laughs> no, 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 no. You got you attacked. You got attacked. Oh, oh, yeah. I got. I was attacked. not saying anything negative about you for once. Normally, yeah. That's that's why I was so surprised. <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? I didn't attack you. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, it's a lot of stress and what seems like a lot of uh, focus and anxiety. You're putting into a place where the stakes are hilariously low. <laughs> yeah, so no really, and, yeah. oh yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm gonna wait for Brandon to go first, but I, I have an addendum to yours. So don't stress. Just go in, be yourself, smile, and look as though you're enjoying yourself. I think some good advice is have fun with your talk. Don't you know? Forget it's really like like Sean said. It's it's gotten it's it's a low priority on the on the list of things to do in my life. So I mean, I'm gonna have fun with a talk. Most if I'm giving a talk, I'm gonna try and make it interesting and have fun with it. That's just that's the biggest thing. Because if you have fun, it's gonna go well, either way. No matter what, you, whether it's judged or not, you're gonna be happy with what you did. Okay, my advice: unless you're giving a plenary talk, no one's ever gonna remember your talk. 
It is something to put on your CV. Nothing else. Uh, don't worry about it. Just go and give it. And give as many as you can. The more you do, the better you get. The better you get, the more people will listen to you. So the more not? places you'll be invited to talk. And maybe you will eventually be the person giving a plenary lecture at a major conference. So why not eat beans with every meal? <laughs> that and uh, with my father's words of wisdom there, apparently, because that is something that he believes. For Jenny Whitmer, Brandon Metz, Sean Breckling, I am your wonderful, amazing, and absolutely oh, incredible gosh. host. Oh, ah, yes. You can send me an email, Samuel at AcmeScience.com, and thanks for listening. Well, that is it for another episode of Combinations and Permutations. I want to thank all of you for listening. If you have any feedback or you want to suggest a topic or something that you think that we should talk about, head on over uh, to your favorite email client and send me an email, samuel at acmescience.com. You can also head on over to acmescience.com to check out the do's and don'ts lists that we generated in this podcast about talking about mathematics. And uh, you can also check out our other shows, Sam and Dan and uh, my movie podcast with Mr. Daniel Sai and Strongly Connected Components, where I interview mathematicians about, guess what? Mathematics. This podcast is a Creative Commons Attribution Share-like licensed podcast, and all of the music is from SP12. We can find over at opsound.org. And I really hope that you come back and listen to the next episode of Combinations and Permutations.